Jonathan Edwards once wrote, resolved never to lose one moment of time, but to improve it in the most profitable way I possibly can. Join Ryan Hanley, Adam Howell, and Caleb Niederman for conversations about living out deeply rooted affections. This is Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. Welcome back to Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. I'm Caleb Niedemeyer, and I'm joined, as always, by the illustrious Ryan Hanley. Illustrious, wow. Yeah, see? Shalom. Shalom. You got mail. (laughs) Thank you. And what that means. And the... No one else does either. Ever tall Adam Howell. Cheers. (laughs) Guys, we're podcasting again for the second time in two months. This is like a new record for us. Really, two months is a little bit disingenuous. (laughs) This is like the second time in a year. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we... (laughs) That's right. Let's just be that, honest. That's why stats only matter if you, you go back far enough, right? That's right. But we're just going back two months. So, right. we'll be so we're on a roll. Consistency. Yeah. That's what we're that's all about here at Oaks of Righteousness. I think the topic of the day will probably explain why we're not <laughs> podcasting that's right. more. That's right. The podcast topic for the day is busyness and how that directly relates to our affections. And I think topic has kind of come about because of our lives and being very busy and just talking about it on a consistent basis and talking to other people on a consistent basis about how busy they are and just how how that is then draining different things in their life that we all say are important like family like church ministry and yet there doesn't seem to be a, uh, a solution to it. And I don't think we might have a solution to it here, but let's just talk about it and see where it goes. Um, I've thought a lot about the questions that I'm going to ask you, and by saying that I mean I haven't thought about it at all. Okay. And so... I didn't know I, was, I noticed your phone wasn't out with, ago, with so. show notes on it over there. You're just kind of... No, uh-uh. No, I'm not... Shooting from the hip. Completely shooting from the hip today. Okay. Well, good. So this will be reminiscent of our Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go around and talk about the things that we're doing that we've said yes to and that consume our time. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. So like we each have other full time jobs. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm trying to say. So Ryan, let's start with you since you're on the right. I'm on the right, but I'm not in the right in this case. (laughs) So what what all am I doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm working a full-time job, which is designing. That was the sound of a post-it note coming out of its little <laughs> if you heard contraption it. over there. Um, yeah, so I'm working a, a full-time job and teaching. So we have eight-week terms in our online department, and so I'm teaching two classes for that. And then I'm teaching an on-campus class, uh, which is new to me, so requires lecture preparation every week. What does that take? Um, I mean, lectures just kind of make themselves, right? They, they yeah, they do. Themselves. They do. I'm, so I'm actually, I've designed it so the class, they, the students do a lot of their work on their own, so it's, it's a survey class, so they read the Bible a lot, which is good, mm-hmm. and then they have a lot of projects they do with that. So I've whittled down the actual lecture time. We have a lot of discussion in class, but I've whittled down the lecture time so that the preparation for lecturing isn't insane. 
Um, but I mean, it's still, I, I haven't figured it out. I bet, it, you know, there's at least a good 10 plus hours a week of researching, writing, making up notes, PowerPoints, quizzes, and things like that, plus grading on top of all that for all three classes. Ministry involvement at church is somewhat low right now. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you um, about that as your director. That's good, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Teach maybe once a month, if that, and then like nursery once or twice a month. But the teaching once a month, though, is part of the plan. I mean, that's part of the, right. kind of the structure. Right. So yeah, it is not, designed that way. But yeah. So those are, those are those kinds of employments, I guess. Uh, of course, the personal spiritual growth has to be an aspect of life, and then my wife and five children take up a decent amount of time. Um, okay, and then writing a dissertation. Did you mention that? I did not. Um, <laughs> Just a small one. I've, I've tried to uh, block that out of my life. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to write a dissertation. I think that's kind of it. There's also the house projects that pop up or broken down vehicles and things like that. So I think that's it. Okay. If you guys say something else that I'm also engaged in, I'll pipe up and say, me yeah, too. that too. Me too. <laughs> You're trying to do a podcast every every one, once every once every years. three or four years. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> it's true. All right, Adam, your turn. We're just listing the things we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so job, I started making a list over here. <clears throat> that was the post-it so note. That's nice. <laughs> Would have been good to know. <laughs> that was part of my busyness. Was making a list. <laughs> Making a I'm making a business. business list. I'm busy making a business list. Uh, job, so teaching on a regular basis. Um, this semester has been a bit odd because I'm teaching six classes on campus, and when I say odd like that, I don't, I don't think that would be the norm. Uh, but it has it proven to be far busier than I expected. Just keeping everything together, going from class to class to class to class to class um, on certain days and. It's not bad, but it is it is busy, and um, uh, just kind of administrating all of those classes, kind of knowing what quizzes go when and where, and what are we talking about today in this class, and uh, a lot of the classes I've been teaching as three-hour blocks, and they're now two-day-a-week classes, so that wow. <laughs> as yeah. silly as that seems, no. that has proven to be, okay, now how am I going to cover this material where do I need to get to? Did I get yeah. that far? So just a lot of that stuff has has proven to be busy. Also related to job, and I, Ryan, you mentioned house projects that kind of just these miscellaneous, I think there's a whole slew of miscellaneous things that we're required to be involved in as parents, yeah. husbands, employers, or sorry, employees, employers. Who do I employ? Me. No, I do, actually, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, the one thing related to the job in this regard is is just extra dinners and events and various things like that that are all delightful, you know, but it's the one an, another thing on the calendar. Teaching at church, along with Ryan, we're, we, we co-teach that class, and so probably similar spectrum there once or twice a month on that this past couple of weeks have been more busy because I picked up some extra teaching uh, opportunities for um, a professor that was out of town so glad to do that again you know one more thing on the list and um, 
I like I think I could probably think of others, but it feels like that's enough. I don't that know. Sounds and then yeah, of course parenting kids to school, kids from school, making sure they get their homework done, making sure my wife has the resources and sustenance she needs to help them learn well and so yeah. It's her birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Not the day that this no, it's been a past event by the but, time that's right. This. But okay. the day it's being recorded, her birthday's tomorrow. So with all of that, all of that stress, all of those things coming at yeah. us, why do we say yes to so much? Knowing knowing our capacity, knowing what we want to put our time into, why do we say yes to things that we then say, Oh, I'm just so busy? Pride is one thing. That got a that that got a thumbs up from Ryan for those of you that can't yeah. see what's oh, happening. It was a, a thumbs up and a one as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that, you number it was both. <laughs> your number one is the thumb, not the index finger. Well, it serves two purposes then. <laughs> that was efficient. Well done. We're we're already getting better at this busy thing. I found the oddest ways to try and slim things down. A bit. Anyway, pride. Go ahead. <laughs> pride is one. Um, I'm going to throw ignorance in there as well because I'll often say yes to things that are three months down the road and I don't realize Mm, that three months down the road life is going to be absolutely miserable because I committed to that thing. Well, Um, it's not not just that it's down the road, but it seems like, oh, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. mm -hmm. And it turns out to be a lot more. Yeah, so maybe ignorance in a few different fronts. I think pride pride might be the biggest thing. And that, that of course, is is a fundamental to very, uh, just a lot of things as well. But... I know that, like I've I've said yes to things before, not consciously thinking I'm the best man for this, but thinking I really want to do this to show them how well I can do it. Sure. And that's just stupid. Well, I think I the pride too can have multiple facets. Yeah. So, pride one, I think I can do this. I think I can balance all these things. Um, pride is in a fear of man sort of way. I say yes to things because. You know, people have an expectation that I can or should or would, so I don't want to let people down or something like that. Or, I don't know, I guess that would maybe fall under pride. So I, I guess that pressure to feel like I don't have a good reason to say no, I don't have a good enough reason to say no other than just I don't want to say I'm too busy to do that because I'm afraid people are going to think, ah, you're just selfish and think only about yourself mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I think those are right. I think... The pride in, I guess, like, one of the the things that seems to me, the pride of thinking I can handle more than I can. Yes, I want to do it, but, like, I have this mistaken notion that I can do it. And in some ways, we can. Um, And that's that's why I feel like the busyness that we most of us are dealing with is not the busyness of someone who is about to careen off the road of life because things have gotten completely out of control, but someone who is just walking through life unfaithfully because we've taken on more than is good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that, that pride of... I mean, ultimately, I think it just comes back to basically thinking we're God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to sleep. I don't need to rest. I don't need this or that. I can handle more things than I'm capable of handling. And Or the, just so. the subtlety of... This thing's not going to hold together if I'm not if I don't have sure. my hand in it. Yeah, and absolutely. That's just not true. All right, so talk about that a little bit. 
concerning. We have been. Oh, uh, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it more. Talk about it more. Keep going. Um, <clears throat> just the idea of how that robs us of joy then. How busyness then comes in and and robs us of joy. Like, I, I'm thinking... I spend so much time talking about how busy I am instead of actually just doing what I need to do mm. and maybe getting it yeah. done. <laughs> like, seriously, I mean, here we are I having a podcast a, about... <laughs> I spent 30 minutes praying about my busyness <laughs> and I've got nothing accomplished. <laughs> that actually might be a good thing. Yeah. But how does, that, how does it steal our joy? How does busyness come in and... So, Fall Fest is an event around here at Southern Seminary. Okay. Spoiler um, alert. They <laughs> trigger warning. Bring in <laughs> bring in carnival rides, games, food, different actors. You know, there's usually a theme every year. We all can kinds post of pictures kinds of from it, actually. I've got a great picture of Adam or Ryan taking uh, part in some activities. Oh yeah, he was on yeah. that. <laughs> he, he had this harness. <laughs> harness was securely fastened to my body so that I could walk around this ropes course. <laughs> and while up there, about three different people sent me a text or email of a picture of me up there while I'm on this thing. Like I'm going to check my phone while I'm dangling for my life. Um, so Fall Fest, um, if you go to it as a student, if you go to it as a married couple, you walk around with smiles, you walk around and play the games and go on the rides and eat the food and take pictures same setting, different scene. Uh, you walk in with five children. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's the most yeah. insane thing you've ever done in your life. And you, you want them to live. You want them not to be maimed or injured. You want them not to get lost. You want them not to consume 17 sticks of cotton candy and everything else. Um, by the end of the night, you're lucky to get out alive. You feel completely <laughs> stretched and stressed out. You don't want them to help you lose your job. That's right. That's right. That's right. I want to keep my job here. Um, Whose child are you? Yeah. <laughs> and you leave, and your kids have sticky faces and big, bright smiles on their faces, but you feel like you've been stretched out and thrown across the road and run over several times. So there's a point to this story. Um, busyness is like that. When you have so many things going, things that genuinely are fun, like enjoying candy or good food or a fun ride, um, it's not fun because you're, you're managing more in that moment than can be enjoyed. It's, it's like trying to hold on and keep things in line rather than to see it for what it is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's maybe a bit of a stretch, but no, basically it's, it's like was... the plate spinning thing. I mean, you're, you're spinning more plates than can be done with ease mm-hmm. or with just a general sense of well-being, and you're out of control. It's, you're driving... 150 miles an hour down the road instead of 60 and uh, there's less margin for error um, the stress level goes up because the stakes are a lot higher if something doesn't go right so naturally your feelings of pleasure joy patience peace in that situation they're replaced by fear anxiety impatience uh, lack of control things like that so that's I think that's a really good illustration I, your show prep was stellar <laughs> what are we talking about this morning? Because you uh, busyness yeah, oh, you okay. came up with that one right on the fly. And <clears throat> I think that's exactly right. And there's a there's an element too. I think that where we we get so much going on that in order to execute it, we have to be focused on the stuff, not and we're not focused on the Lord who's given us mm-hmm. giftings or who is. We're not seeing kind of behind the stuff itself. 
of, of who is helping us execute these things um, and all of these tasks because we have so many tasks and it just requires our focus to be on the tasks. And I think maybe just an analogy of teaching six classes this semester, there, there are other joys of mine that are getting pushed to the side simply because I have to stay focused on these tasks. They're not going to get done unless I focus on the task. And so then, just naturally, the more tasks you throw in there, the more plates you get spinning in the air, the more you're having to run around and continue spinning them, uh, and, and you, you miss the very ones that, you miss other things that are, that are equally enjoyable, or you're just simply missing the one who's giving you those gifts to execute the tasks, mm-hmm. which, uh, if, I mean, we sign off each time with, I was going to say each week, but it's not each week. We saw each time with the joy to be found in Christ. And if if we're just if we're not focused on Christ, where are we finding that joy? It's not in the mm-hmm. it's not in the busyness of life. And so, I think that was a good a good illustration from of, of the fall fest because you you do you get there are so many enjoyable things, but there's so many that you just kind of go. Ooh. Yeah, and I mean, one of the, the main things I noticed this year, my of five children, the three older ones are old enough now where they can kind of walk around on their own and do their own thing. And get lost. And get lost. <laughs> um, but they can find their way back. <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah, like, I'm lost <laughs> and I'm, you know, going to wander off in the woods to try and find my mommy and daddy. But um, this this year's Fall Fest was substantially more enjoyable mm-hmm. in a just an <clears throat> incredibly noticeable way. I was talking with Kathleen, it was just like, man, <laughs> it was freeing. My kids had a blast, but like we weren't having to keep an eye on them the entire time. We could actually stop and look around, talk to people, go get food, and think, I want to try that next instead of, I've got 13 seconds to get one thing that will be tasty tonight. What's it going to be? You know? <laughs> Did you feel um, that release of pressure because of the um, GPS devices that you got your Tag my children with. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> They'll make their way back. <laughs> they're old enough now. They're responsible for their own decisions. <laughs> if you get lost, it's on you. Let me. I had a question go through my mind, or just a thought. I don't. Maybe we can talk about this. I don't. I'm going to steal your hosting abilities. Um, related to pride being also why we commit to so many things. The thought runs through my mind about pride in the busyness. Like while we're in the busyness, what does pride have to do with that? And it. it came to my mind when you were mentioning the feelings of pressure to keep this together, to keep control, to maintain certain expectations. And I, and certainly as parents, especially with our children at a fall fest, we're wanting to train them and teach right. them. But I wonder if, if a part of our stress in busyness is trying to control it to happen a certain way. And I, I don't know if that's coming out right. I'm thinking of like, if you're if you're leading a group, will our pride allow us to delegate? Or do we feel like we have to hold on to every task related to whatever it is we're doing? Right. You know, so the, the, what... Which then, I mean, makes us busier because we're that, exactly the job of 10 men. And stuff. Or at least the busyness yeah. is more stressful because yeah. we feel like that's all on our shoulders versus, you know, I think that the Lord puts us around others and in a community that can help bear the load and Caleb's doing this for me this semester in a phenomenal way with grading papers that I mean that has been incredibly freeing 
to me. Like I almost cry every time I send him a file of papers because I'm like, I don't have to do these. So Caleb, why are you so busy? <laughs> Adam I seems to be I, walking around I, with I, a skip in his stuff. I, I need to delegate more uh, BFG stuff over to Adam because that means he has some free time. I think I send you a, about 50 or 60 papers twice a week. Oh my. But they're already graded, though. Yeah. You just have to input the grades. So yeah, they're not bad at all. I try to help you out. But. So I think there, the one aspect of this, too, that there is a sense in which busyness is not limited only to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a cultural thing right now. Yeah, it is. And so there's, there's a, a couple things to see in that. One, I think we need to see that as a culture, we're, we're trying to satisfy ourselves with the things that we're doing and mm-hmm. or enjoying. Yeah. Um, but secondly, we're not as, quote, busy as we think we are. Um, there's kind of a coolness or this is sort of part of our, our culture to say we're busy and to feel busy. And I think we are constantly going and doing things, getting less sleep and doing more. But is it really busyness in the sense of a life crippling or we're doing too much kind of thing? So when I think about like how much of us spend hours on social media or watching television or movies or, you know, athletic events, um, how much of that busyness is entertainment or mm. we just fill up every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're busy. Um, but it's, there, there's varying levels of busyness mm-hmm. in that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's just kind of a thing. It's a perspective that we have as a culture to say, I'm busy. Um, even as a greeting, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, pretty busy, but, you know, and that's common. You hear that all mm-hmm. the time. Um, so I think to some degree, it is a perspective thing as well. We certainly feel busy, and there's no doubt about that, but how much of that is self-perpetuating by yeah. continually just, this is sort of my perspective. When I think about my life and someone asks, how am I doing? My first thought goes to, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's partly culturally conditioned because everybody else around me is saying, but it's also true in some sense because I'm continually doing stuff I don't take time to rest which I think is I mean we can get to that in a little while but I I think that's a a major component of dealing with busyness is is the the feature of rest but yeah well and and related to like social media and things like that I mean you've also got prioritizing your tasks like do we feel busier than we really are because we're not getting things done yeah we're you know fiddle farting around on on other silliness, yeah, <laughs> that's like good. fiddle farting. That's, yeah, that's good. And and uh, I had something else to go there, but Caleb started laughing and I lost it. Yeah, so I mean, we just we don't necessarily prioritize getting the tasks done, and it and and I'm thinking too, like if if we're on, so so I I, I could see somebody making the argument that social media is my outlet for relaxing or whatever, or I'm. I'm not, I am taking some time out to lay on the couch and peruse Twitter. Like, that's not relaxing. Mm. That's not what I would consider a restful employment. Right. Uh, I, now, I don't know, maybe it is for somebody, well, but it's... it is, but if you, if you count up all the hours and minutes several times a day that that happens, it, it has taken up more than, you know, a brief Sabbath, however yeah. you consider that. You know, it's mm-hmm. not to mention just what it does physiologically to our brains well our attention spans are like 13 seconds long and i think that's maybe my point is are there other restful employments that we could be doing even if you think that's restful could i mean could we open up the psalter get all spiritual on everybody here like 
But like, if we're again, if we're gonna try to find that joy, where is it rooted? It's not rooted in Twitter. It's not rooted in Facebook. It's not rooted in in yeah. the the news articles or or getting the things done that are making you feel busy. That, that, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I think I think you guys hit on. You're hitting on I think the idea and the discipline that affections and busyness have hand in hand, and and that's rest. And I think even the idea of, of blessedness uh, that you see in Psalms, Psalm 1, you know, blessed is a man who meditates on the law day and night. So what do I meditate on during those brief moments that I have? Uh, Dr. Cook, I think, said it in the sermon, you know, what we do in those brief moments when we're, when we're walking to the bathroom at work or when we have that, that brief moment will determine who we become mm-hmm. and so if, yeah. we, if we immediately go to our phone and open up Twitter that is just going to add to that busyness and over anxiousness yeah. because I've then I heard this with social media it's like we're taking parts of ourselves and we're throwing it in different places and we're trying to be God and present in all these areas mm-hmm. instead of all present in one place because we're not omnipresent we have right. one place to be but the idea of rest I was looking uh, when Jesus sends out the disciples and they come back to him after they've done ministry and they're like, Lord, even the, the demons are subject in your name. Like, we're, we're doing ministry, we're, we're busy, but we're, we're conquering. And Jesus says, don't be, don't be excited about that. Don't be proud about that. Be proud that your name, be excited that your name's written in the book of, of life. Yeah. And then he also says, we need to go off into a desert place. There's always this time for for rest, and a discipline of rest, and affections, and busyness. I think all collide together to find joy in Jesus Christ. And I don't know how that all works together, but I want to talk to you guys. We've talked about why we say yes: pride, uh, fear of man. So how do we cultivate saying no to things? How do we? How is it when? an authority figure comes to you, let's say a teacher wants you to grade for them, how do you say no to them? <laughs> <laughs> how, do how do I practice this? Ryan, help so, me out. <laughs> no. No. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> no. And then when they look at you with puzzlement or waiting for an explanation, just smile and say, my answer has been given. Um, so let it be spoken. That's right. So let it be done. How do we say no? Our lives are not... I'm trying to think how to wrap my head around how to say this. I'm going to throw I practice have, in there real quick. Yeah, practice. You, you go ahead. Just do it. So... We're not sponsored by Nike. Rather than... Oh. Rather than having this expectation that if someone or something begs or demands for my attention that I'm obligated to give it, unless I have a good reason otherwise, which is a lot of reasons why we say yes to things, or... I see something that I want, and I want to try and make it happen. Our finitude is is real. Like I only have so many hours in the day. I only have so much capacity to think about something that needs thinking about. I only have so much physical strength and energy to give to something, and there is more demanding my attention than I have abilities to give. That means I have to prioritize what I'm saying yes to. Yeah. So, rather than thinking about how do I know when to say no, it's like how do I know when to say yes? Mm-hmm. And if I can't say yes to something, then I 
then no is the answer. <laughs> That's the, the the other option we're given. <laughs> like it's either yes or no. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess you could throw out a maybe, but there's there's something you have to be careful with that is that you don't take that and say then that there's my answer. There's my excuse to never say yes to anything, and you sort of just continue to entertain yourself to death, being busy with social media and all these kinds of things instead of, hey, will you come help me disciple this person? Um, but at the end of the day, there are lots of I, I know tons of people who are doing way too many great, good, godly things. Mm-hmm. And that's not a matter of saying no to social media so that I can say yes to discipleship. That's saying yes to this kind of discipleship instead of this kind of discipleship, or yes to this kind of mm-hmm. ministry instead of this kind of ministry, or yes to mm-hmm. hanging out with your kids in this way instead of yes to going on a date with your spouse. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> they're really good options um, that, that you have to prioritize um, what you're saying yes to. I had a thought once. <laughs> One time. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it has fled. Yeah, okay, keep going. It might come back. Well, that, I mean, that was the thing, like, even with, you, you mentioned deaconing earlier. Is that a yeah. word? It's Greek. Deaconizing. Deaconating. Um, <laughs> so the, the three major ministry things that I was involved in at church at the time was serving in our nursery. I think I was just teaching in our BFG. I don't think we were still doing the directing thing at that point. And then deacon work and thick in the middle PhD and sat down with the pastor. Hey, I feel like I'm doing too much at the church right now. And I love teaching. It seems to be a good ministry. It seems to be helping people. Preschool is not my favorite thing, but I have no doubt that this is my place to serve. I have put five children through the nursery here and I need to lead the way in this. Um, this is something that it's good for me. It's good for my soul to serve in this way. And, and others need to be able to see me saying this work is in no way, shape or form beneath me. This is good, godly work. It seemed like, you know, serving as a deacon was, was the thing to go. And he's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those were, there were three things that I, I enjoyed doing. I, I felt like they were important ministries. Um, but, you know, you have to make a choice. I, um, the, my thought has returned. Yay! <laughs> Can I throw it in there? Yes, please do. So I, I thought about this, and this, this is a bigger picture kind of issue than just learning how to say no ourselves. But, like, I think bigger picture in the community, particularly the church and or Christian circles, there's, there's a relational aspect mm-hmm. here whereby we feel the freedom to say no yeah. to those we yep. love. But that has to be cultivated on like both sides of the right. spectrum. That's right. Um, I hope, Caleb, that you feel the freedom to say no if I ask you if you want a class. Yeah. And if you don't, then you should. The only reason I uh, joke about it is because I have that freedom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but that's but that's a, that's like a relational thing that has to be developed. And like if you know if we ask someone to help us with something and they tell us no, and we just huff off and go complain to everyone else about how this person's not doing anything. That's just not helpful right. to, a, to, to helping cultivate yeah. no in others. So there's some aspect mm-hmm. where we learn to say no ourselves, but we can also help to cultivate that in others by giving them the freedom, the allowing them to say no to us if we need something too, you know, and, and being thankful for that, rejoicing that they were able to say <laughs> No, that's not on my and and not feeling uh, assuming the best in them. Like right. they're yeah. not just they're not just 
pawning me off or they're not just saying, no, forget you. I'm not doing that. Like there's legitimate reasons that they're telling you no. And that's good and rejoicing that they were able to prioritize in that way. So uh, that's a different way of thinking of no, but. Final thoughts on busyness and rest. How does that? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked, Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rest is an intentional act of faith. Would you call it a discipline? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. And it's a discipline that we, because Christ is our rest, we don't have to mm. observe the Sabbath anymore. Mm. Um, holy monkey. Like, <laughs> I love it. We can end yes, all the like, Sabbath debates, people. <laughs> holy monkey. Well, <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Um, nothing to do with the Sabbath, I'm sure. Um, rest is a discipline, yes. Rest is a gift from God. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's not... That wasn't Jesus's out. That wasn't Jesus mm-hmm. telling the, the Pharisees, like, yeah. oh, you legalists. That was Jesus saying, wait, you've flipped around the reason Sabbath exists. Yeah. It's for your good, for your enjoyment, for your sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is a, a faith-based act in which you say, I'm not God. Mm-hmm. God neither slumbers nor sleep, but I do. I have to. I have to rest. Um, so it, it expresses a, a faith in our finitude and, and our trust in a God who is infinite and it is also for our good. We need that rest. And it can compel, it can drive our work the other six days or however it is you work out a Sabbath in your life. Yeah. And that mentality attacks our pride as well to Absolutely. think that we are the ones who have Absolutely. to keep this world held together. It takes ability to stop. Yeah, that's right. And to worship. Absolutely. Adam, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, how could you? No. Well, I couldn't. That's why I asked. <laughs> you could. You could. No, I think that's. Uh, I think that's right. I think that's exactly right. Ooh, <laughs> here comes a final thought. No, there wasn't. The, the, the thought that I was. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. It's <laughs> like a little rumbling burp that just kind of comes to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> Making your job harder. <laughs> now I can. Now I can get it together. Okay. Um, final thought. Final thought. Okay. No, I don't think this is a final thought. I, I I thought about this earlier, and I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know how exactly to fit it in here, and I'm actually trying to remember it again. Um, I keep going back and forth between why are you downcast, oh my soul, hope in God. That's not the one I want. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that, yeah. and know that I'm God. Yeah. And I, I know you could probably go a lot of different directions with that, but that was, that that to me has been incredibly helpful over the years to to just chill out, calm down. Let your heart calm down. Don't just stop moving and your brain is still going. Let your heart calm down and and know that Yahweh is God, right. not me, not the people who tried to get me to do things, not the, you know, or the people who need me to do things. Even like no, just chill out, take a deep breath. Yahweh is still on His throne, yeah. and and it's just been incredibly helpful. To close, Piper said, "Satisfaction at its deepest levels breeds a holy longing for the time when we will have the very power of God to love God. That'll put things into perspective." Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll, we'll close it there. We'll say that there is ultimate joy to be had in this life, and it is found in Jesus Christ. 
pursuing Him with all that you have is the greatest activity you can do. Pursue Christ.